welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Hillingdon Hospitals podcast. Uh, I'm Jonathan Lowe from the communications team and joining me today is a very special guest. We've got uh, Yasser Mosen, who's a consultant surgeon here at the Trust. Yasser is here having been elected to several prestigious positions within the Royal College of Surgeons of England. Uh, but before we go on to that, I thought we were just going to find out a bit more about uh, Yasser and his role and the work that he does here at the Trust uh, to, yes, so uh, good morning and thank you very much for your time. Um, can we just uh, start off by uh, asking you how long you've been at H- here at Headingdon and um, how, I guess, how has your role changed in that time, if that's not too uh, big a question to begin with? Yeah, morning, Jonathan. Uh, I've been uh, here at Hillingdon for about 24 years. Uh, I'm a kind of rectal uh, consultant surgeon, so I do general surgery as well. I do bowel cancer work and bowel uh, other bowel problems uh, and uh, over the years I've also had other interests outside the trusts uh, with the Royal College of Surgeons of England uh, and I've been an examiner for the Royal College of Surgeons for almost 15-16 years now uh, both in the UK and internationally. Um, I've recently been elected as the chair of the uh, Court of Examiners at the Royal College of Surgeons and I also sit on the Royal College of Surgeons uh, Council um, and uh, I've been elected uh, by my uh, surgical colleagues who are members of the Royal College of Surgeons of England and my role really is currently chairing the Court of Examiners is to oversee the surgical examinations that are run through the college uh, both in the UK and internationally um, so we examine almost 8,000 surgeons a year in uh, all over the world. Uh, we have approximately 28,000 members and fellows of the Royal College of Surgeons. Uh, we are responsible for standard setting and assessment of uh, surgical trainees within the UK and in many other international centres. Uh, we have approximately 150 uh, centres all over the world and in the UK where we run these exams. Uh, There's about 350 examiners currently with the uh, course of examiners at the Royal College of Surgeons. Uh, So it's quite a fulfilling role and uh, it's very uh, professionally rewarding for myself and uh, obviously for the training and standard setting across the world for surgery. And how long do you hold these positions for? Is it for a set amount of time or is it um, however however long? Uh, It's a three-year position as the chair of the Court of Examiners and then uh, you can uh, then apply to actually go into the council as an elected council member only. Uh, And you say it's kind of very very rewarding, I guess it's, um, uh, is that what you get sort of satisfaction from kind of developing and um, you know encouraging sort of the, I guess the next generation to come through? Uh, yes I mean it's encouraging the next generation and uh, you know it's uh, when you attend the diplomat ceremony where you're giving everybody their certificates so the people who attend they attend with their family, parents, uh, partners and you can see uh, you know the achievements that you know in their faces and a lot of them have become consultants were my trainees a few years ago 
Um, so it gives you a sense of completeness and satisfaction that uh, you have had a hand in, obviously, their you know, uh, progress through their careers. And for yourself as well, it must be nice to be uh, recognised for your work by by fellow colleagues. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, after so many years of doing the uh, a voluntary job, uh, in essence, uh, being recognised and being elected by colleagues is uh, quite satisfying and um, you know fulfils you know ambitions and also uh, gives you um, validation of your hard work, as it were. So has been a quite good role to be elected into. And I understand that you've also um, held some various leadership positions as um, surgical and bowel cancer clinical lead and the Caudicook Guardian as well. Um, can you just tell us a bit more about those and I guess did, does experience from those um, help you in, the, in these positions as well? Uh, yes, I've been a um, uh, cancer lead for uh, our trust here for almost 20 years um, and uh, it was a role that was set up in, within um, the NHS plan for cancer services and so I was lead for colorectal or bowel cancers within the trust for 20 years and um, I oversaw the uh, rapid access clinics, the, um, you know, the targets, the achievement of targets and so on for cancer care. Uh, new techniques, uh, new equipment, um, uh, you know, uh, cooperation with our sister site at Mount Vernon for all the oncology and cancer treatments and so on. Um, I've also been a Corticot Guardian, which is basically um, a role where you're responsible for um, the data issues within the trust, um, the patient's access to their own data, the, the security of the data, the confidentiality of the data. And it's a role really where you are this sort of wise man making sure that the trust uh, ticks all the correct boxes for you know, uh, freedom of information, the requests and so on and so forth. And I've been in, within that role for almost four or five years. Um, and uh, it was quite challenging during the COVID period because there was a lot more or less interaction that could happen as a face-to-face -face scenario and so and there's a lot more questions and patients could not visit their uh, family within hospitals if they're taken ill and so there's all sorts of uh, things that you have to be addressing uh, during that period. I was about to ask kind of what sort of the sort of the challenges that you come across, but I assume um, like like for kind of most other clinical staff that the COVID period was was probably the, the toughest challenge that you've ever faced, would, would you say? Yeah, it was pretty challenging for COVID. I mean, we were very lucky here in uh, northwest London uh, when COVID hit and uh, we they it was a diktat from government that we stop all surgery until uh, more information about risks and protection and so on and so forth um, my colleagues and i uh, very quickly within the first two three weeks decided that it was not fair to stop uh, surgery on patients who had a diagnosis of cancer for example and we very quickly set up a hub uh, within Northwest London, where we could safely do these procedures outside the hospitals where the COVID patients were being admitted to. And so we set up uh, two hubs within the private sector, and the government uh, then contracted the private sector, the whole hospital, 
for NHS purposes and we set up a cancer hub at the Cromwell uh, in West London, the Lister Hospital in Chelsea, as well as the Marsden because the Marsden was not taking in, or the Royal Marsden was not taking in any COVID patients. And uh, it was very surreal driving through the whole of London in 10 minutes from Hillingdon all the way to Chelsea in 10 minutes with no traffic, leaving your car in the middle of the street because you were allowed to park everywhere in London <laughs> and going in and doing your operations and going home. So, and uh, you know, we, it was a necessary service and I think a lot of patients benefited otherwise they would have had to wait months with that diagnosis which was not very fair so it's I'm sure it's, it's incredible looking back at those times now doesn't it it's uh seems like a world away but also seems like yesterday I'm sure yeah yeah yeah, very strange times. And um, you've also took, um, you've, you've thanked the hospital's management staff for um, uh, allowing you to pursue your national and international endeavours. Um, can you just tell us a bit, bit, bit more about them? Uh, obviously, uh, all these roles, uh, it, it takes time. Uh, there's meetings to attend, there's international travel, there's international centres I have to visit and conduct exams in. And, uh, you know, thankfully, the management here required to aware of all of this and uh, we added on a lot of flexibility within my uh, work and so if I was knowingly knowing that I was going to be away for a week I could then very flexibly double up on clinics or theatre lists the week before or the week after um, and so the work was not impacted significantly. And, and that flexibility really is the key to allow, you know, um, employees or people in extra trust roles or extra NHS roles to be free and flexible is, is really the key for them being able to do those roles. And um, I have to thank literally the whole executive, the trust really for their supportive role from that aspect. And in terms of your um... Uh, any, any sort of personal plans for the future? Have you got any other sort of um, any any titles that you, you'd like to hold or any positions that you, you'd like to kind of um, work towards in, in the coming years at all? Well, I think uh, I've achieved uh, enough. I'm satisfied. Uh, I think the next stage really will be to sort of uh, be a sort of uh, in the background as a, a wise, a, a wise man of surgery, really. And, uh, you know, possibly continue my teaching and assessment at the college uh, once uh, I've uh, wound down a lot of the clinical practice in the future. So. Fair enough, sounds, sounds, sounds very nice. And in terms of just bringing it back to Hillingdon, I guess, um, uh, do you feel kind of that your, your, um, your, your team is in a good position uh, moving forward now? And uh, you, we've obviously hopefully got the new hospital coming in, in the coming years as well. Um, you, you kind of feel that the the work you've done uh, over the past few years has put you in a good position for the, for the future and beyond? Yeah, we have uh, achieved a, a significant progress in our surgical department at Hillingdon now. Um, when I started, it was two of us doing bowel cancer work. Uh, there's now five of us doing bowel cancer work. We've also appointed uh, new emergency uh, surgical consultants. And we've also managed to purchase a surgical robot. And so we're now moving to the most advanced stage of bowel cancer surgery, 
which is using uh, the DaVinci robot, uh, which is a remote operating sort of setup. And that allows a lot of meticulous, accurate uh, performance for surgery. Uh, and it's a step forward from keyhole surgery to very meticulous, reproducible quality type surgery. Um, and this is just uh, over the last few months we've started doing this. And that is uh, very exciting and uh, obviously shows that we're always you know, looking to progress and we would not rest just because we've achieved anything and not go forward even further. So yes, so, 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 Robert sounds very exciting. You, presumably lots of training with that and uh, um, you, you're putting your hands in, uh, you, you're putting your faith in uh, a robot's hands must be slightly daunting at first. Uh, it is daunting, but uh, the training is uh, very, very good and meticulous. And, uh, you know, they have all sorts of quality uh, setups and assessments and so on. Um, and I think over the next week or so, we will achieve a milestone here of having done almost 25 uh, surgical complex procedures robotically here at Hillingdon. Uh, it's my two colleagues, Mr. Alistair Myers and Alistair Slesser who are on the vanguard of training. And obviously we try and um, free up surgical time or robotic uh, operating time to allow them to quickly achieve competence in that. And then the rest of the team gets trained um, after that. Okay, excellent. Well, that's, that's, yes, that's, that's certainly something to look forward to. Um, have you got anything else that you'd, uh, you'd like to add? I think we've kind of covered covered most things now. Is there anything else that you'd like to add just to, to finish off? No, I think uh, we've covered it all comprehensively, so yeah. I hope it make your editing life very difficult. Okay. <laughs> yes, no, that's, that's, uh, I'm sure that's, uh, that, that's uh, yeah, that, that's all fine. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Yes, sir. Um, on today's podcast and uh, many congratulations again on, on uh, holding these on these positions. Um, for more podcasts with various figures around the trust, just head to the hot buzz, Buzzsprout link um, in the information section alongside this podcast. And there you'll be able to see all of the podcasts um, that we've done in, in recent times. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode. Tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts. And we'll see you next time.